All right, let's do it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Freedom Lead. I'm Katie. And I am Kara. Happy Cinco de Mayo, Kara. Cinco de Mayo. Woohoo. I just need a tortilla chip, if that counts. Just one chip. Yep. (laughs) And you'll you'll feel included. Just one. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It's been a very long time since we've seen each other on Zoom. Life has been hard in a good way. Busy, you know. just out there crushing it. Carol, how you feel today? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I feel the same way. It's been good. It's been, there's a lot, it's a lot been going on. You know, we both work full time, so it's, it can be tricky for us to record, but we are thankful we're here. We're thankful we have this opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we're excited. Katie, what are we doing? Topic today. And that is perfectionism perfectionism that was good. I like that <laughs> yeah, you have um, a great voice I wish I did thank you I'll take that the profession perfect perfectionism yes ma'am I out. not doing well in front of people <laughs> yeah no we we decided to come to this idea uh because we fit we both feel like there's been some some of this coming up And we kind of wanted to talk about it and kind of where we feel we're both perfectionists. We both struggle Mm -hmm. idea that we have to be perfect. And, and obviously it's unrealistic, but it's, it's something that is a, is a battle. I mean, honestly, it, it really is because at the end of the day, only God is perfect and we cannot be perfect. Um, but we, I think for me personally, I noticed about myself, actually, this is some, some real revelation. Um, I realized that if I'm not like, I had this, this unrealistic belief system that I came up with recently of, if I'm not perfect, I will be withheld from, or I'm unworthy of love. If I'm not perfect. Mm. Yeah. Like a trauma response there. That's a hundred percent trauma response, actually. Um, Therapy. (laughs) <laughs> what'd you say I said look at me learning therapy over here look at you miss therapist basically <laughs> I mean Carol that's a very insightful very insightful realization yeah because I think sometimes you can have perfectionism that's you use it as not you personally but people they use it as a personality trait like yeah I'm type a I just want to be perfect all the mm-hmm. time and it's almost society basically reward you for that you know if you're a go-getter hard worker let me look at influencers the whole basis of influencers on social media is perfectionism really mm-hmm. oh 100 we're already like setting ourselves up mentally to if we're failing at that I think it has some impact on our psyche for sure oh my gosh you're so right I mean think about it I mean especially in the world we live in today everything is heightened like almost like if you're in if you're imperfect I mean you're gonna get canceled like the whole world like you're done like it's over oh my gosh yeah the cancel culture I didn't even think about that look at us you're just like all these revelations coming up at the beginning of this episode oh my lord I know it's just it's coming out of us like lava (laughs) well I also think too we're both ex-college athletes so there's a part of our I mean, just our identity that's wrapped up in perfectionism. 
I've had that since I was in kindergarten. I can tell you stories about me coming home crying because I didn't color in the lines. True story. So it's been a part of me and it's been with me throughout college and then after college and it bled out from sports in college to then my career. So I know I struggle with it and I know you do too, but a lot of it, I think it's college sports made it, it made it like part of my identity for sure. And I kept that. Oh my goodness. Like, and even like, I don't, I don't think I've ever realized how my self-esteem has been affected by it. Like I never really thought about it um, until even to, until probably recently, but I've noticed it over the years, especially in college. Like I, if I screwed up anything, like I would beat myself up mercilessly basically. Um, and I think that, that there's such a, there's such a lie rooted in that. Right. I mean, I mean, I really think that it's that, it's that lie of if I'm not perfect, I'm going to be rejected or withheld from, or something bad is going to happen. Um, or, or I'm just going to fail, you know? Um, and that's, what was that? The F word. (laughs) Yeah. That's the the F F word to me, excuse me. And we're not going to say the other F words, but failure. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is a that word just automatically, like I cringe because I've, if you heard, oh, you failed, it wrecks me, wrecks me. Oh my gosh. You're so right. I mean, have, I mean, think about something that you've actually ever failed at, like, like think about it and, and how, how devastating it felt to fail at it, whatever it was. And honestly, failure is a part of life. We're going to fail at things. And we just have to realize that our identity is not in what we do or do not do and what we do or do not succeed in either. Um, and it's coming to a place of having a strong identity in the Lord. Um, but obviously that, that is a process as well. So I definitely think as of recent, like the Lord has been revealing a lot about his own character and especially the character of the father. So for me, like there's been a lot of situations that have come up And I love being able to come on here and be transparent with our audience because it's so great um, to be able to just like talk about what's going on in our inner world, but also help other people. I think that's so powerful, be able to be, be vulnerable in what we're walking through, because I feel like there's, there's power in that. Yeah. Um, But I want to say recently, there's been some, some stuff for me, honestly, like this is, this is interesting because I feel like the Lord's taken me almost like the season has shifted into this. It's time to, to work on some new stuff. And I noticed probably a couple months ago, there's been some new, uh, new friendships in my life. And, um, there's been new closeness with people, um, that I haven't had in a while. And I realized that a lot of my perfectionism started coming out again. Um, a lot of my, um, I guess a lot of my pain started coming up again. And I was like, wait a minute, why is this coming up again? I thought we dealt with this or, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's this interesting revelation of the Lord wanting to us to be aware of what's going on in our inner world. And also he wants us to get to a point where we can right away be like, oh, Hey, this is this is an insecurity of mine and I struggle in this, this, and this. And because we cannot work through something that we don't have a revelation of. 
Yeah, you can't, if you don't know what you are up against, you can't overcome that, right? So if you don't know, hey, I'm, I'm struggling in this area, I have this weakness, you can't overcome it because you don't know how to combat that. You're absolutely right. I mean, so the reason I, this came up for me actually is it's an interesting story. So um, basically there was a miscommunication between me and a friend, um, a good friend of mine. And I basically, uh, I basically broke down and I was really emotional. And because I thought that I had hurt her, not meaning to. And I remember we were talking about it after and I noticed that I kept trying to be like, hey, I'm going to leave. Like, I feel really unsafe right now. And we were having a conversation and, and she was like, no, you don't, you don't have to leave because she, she almost said something along the lines of, you think I'm going to leave, but I'm not like, I'm sticking it out. Like we're, we're in this together. She was like, you have, you believe that you're, that I'm going to leave you because of this miscommunication. And so now you're trying to run away. And it was just, it was just like divine God revelation because I noticed that I was trying to run away because I was scared of being rejected in that moment. But I noticed as well that that perfectionism was coming out again of like, if I'm messy in front of someone, I'm going to be rejected. Or if I'm messy in front of them, I'm going to be withheld from the love is going to be withheld. And so her saying that of this revelation of, Hey, I'm not leaving was just this, this divine, um, understanding of how God looks at us, you know? Yeah. Um, you're like, I can't be a friend anymore because you're not perfect. Right. And it was this revelation of God doesn't leave. And the people in your life that love you and are people of any level of character, you know, don't just p- pick up and leave when things get messy, you know? Right. And so I just thought it was a really interesting revelation that the Lord used to, to reveal his character because ultimately it was pointing back to my false beliefs about God, the father. And so that's kind of the Lord was pointing out like, oh, hey, you actually believe this about me. You think that I'm leave, I'm going to leave, or I'm going to withhold from you because you're not perfect or because you don't do everything right. And so really at the end of the day, it goes back to my beliefs about father. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was kind of some, some mini revelation that the Lord revealed recently that I have. Um, and I was like, wow, Lord, like what an interesting revelation that you brought. Um, and it was just, it was just, it was just powerful. It really was because I never really thought about it. I never really realized what I was doing. Um, and what it looks like to be messy and, and crying and in front of somebody is terrifying for me. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, anybody probably hates it too, but I, the Lord took me through multiple years of crying in front of people and it's still, I mean, I'm better at it, but I still don't like it. You know, I just, I'm <laughs> laughing because Kara is such an emotional person. You mm-hmm. really are. And the fact that you're scared to do it because I'm like, Kara's over here. She's great with emotions. I, on the other <laughs> hand, I'm like, I don't know what they, oh gosh, like a stone tower, something. I have so many walls built up. That's probably, that's not a good thing. I mean, it's much better, but I'm like, I can't, people can't see me cry. When my grandmother died, I remember my other grandmother was like, you can cry. It's fine. I'm like, I'm leaving. I don't want to see you to see me cry. I'm going to the house. I'm not crying. I am just, that's just how I am. 
an emotional, I've tried to be more open and more emotional because I'm dramatic in my own way. I'm more just like, like if I was in that situation with the friend, I'd probably roll my eyes and be like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm just, you know, just shut down. And then I like, won't mm-hmm. talk for a little bit. And then the next day I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Right. Which is not good either. There's not good ways to, to do that, but it makes me laugh. Cause I think you're so emotional and you're so good at being emotional and vulnerable. And I'm like, okay, Katie, your turn. All right. Uh- well, thank you. No, I, I've worked, it's taken years, honestly. Um, and I still, again, perfect reminder of, I have work to do. I'm still, you know, we're all people you know, in progress. And I think that's important to understand that, you know, I'm not perfect at it, but I've grown a lot in it. And also, I guess this idea, you know, that God is not withholding from us when we're messy. And that's something that I feel like someone needs to hear today, that God is not withholding from you uh, if you're messy. And I feel like so that just, I feel like that's going to leave some revelation for somebody today. Yeah. And I hope I really do. And it's this idea of this rejection mindset of like, I need to leave before I get left or I need to get up and go if I'm emotional or messy because I can't let someone else see me because they're going to leave me of that. It's just a, it's a, it's just an interesting um, connection there. Yeah. It's like, let me self-sabotage this because Mm -hmm. it'd be better if I walk away from it. And, you know, instead of this person getting to know me, like, no, I'm good. I don't want to get to know you anymore. I think I'm kind of crossing into more of the dating territory now because there's a lot of stuff that you're talking about friendship, but it can also be very big into your dating life too. Absolutely. I thought I had recently was that God knows everything about me. I think my mother knows me better than anyone else, my best friend, mm-hmm. but no, the Lord knows stuff that I've done that no one else in this world knows, you know, or my thoughts and my motives and the fact that he still loves me regardless. He sees all of it, Kara. So we can yeah. this facade all day, but he loves us and he knows every part of us he knows everything and he knows what we're going to do too you know the mistakes that we're going to make I even hate saying that out loud loud but you know we're going to make a lot more mistakes and he knows that and he's okay with that he loves us unconditionally it's not conditional it's unconditionally you're absolutely right and what does it mean to be to unconditionally love somebody right I mean you love that person regardless if they're messy and I I just want to I just want to encourage people to lean into that messiness and to allow yourself because the Lord, as soon as we like lean into that, I really believe as we surrender that to the Lord, we begin to see changes take place. Not until we step out and we're, we're vulnerable and we're, we're, we allow ourselves to be okay with, with that, because it's important to know, like, I guess in our identity, we need to know that we are not like we, our identity ourselves, we are not messy. We have messy parts of us, but we are not inherently messy. Um, and we need to have revelation of who the father says that we are. Yeah. We were made in his image. Mm-hmm. That's There's right. Bible verse that goes with this. It's first Romans five, seven through eight. And it was so funny because they talked about perfectionism at the church. I went to this weekend. I was trying a new church out and it was about busyness. And I'm like, okay, I see you. All right. I know. Okay. And it, I'll go ahead and read it for you. It says now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. There's someone, hold on. 
though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Sorry, I definitely pulled a dyslexic moment on you guys. <laughs> Let me finish it. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us and we were still sinners. So if you ever are in doubt about that, the Lord knew everything. And I can't fathom knowing every person's flaws on this planet, every person that will exist and has ever existed, that burden and that weight that he had to bear, I can't imagine that. And imagine knowing some of those, knowing what the most evil of evil and humankind bearing that, right? But he still did it. Mm, you're right, girl. You're right on that. So that, I think that's a really good verse to, you know, just hold on to. There's a lot of other verses we'll go over too, but that one really stuck out with me that we are inherently like we're, we're sinful people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Lord knows after Adam and Eve sinned, all of us are going to do something wrong, not be perfect. We also have to look at our standard of perfect too, like define perfect, right? Is it how many likes you get on social media? Is it because you have the, the best picture on Instagram that day, which is another point we'll bring up later, <laughs> social media, but, you know, define perfect, perfect in the Lord's eyes, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. give a crap about that. He doesn't care that maybe today you messed up at work, Kara, or mm-hmm. I definitely messed up at work. I do that every day of my life. <laughs> he doesn't care. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. Because I mean, it's so interesting because even like in my day to day, like I, the Lord is highlighted, like, like I was saying, like, there's just new, almost like my heart is is vulnerable again to work like it's it's interesting because I feel like there's seasons of healing and I feel like the Lord's for me personally there's a new season of like I want to heal some belief systems that you have Kara like I want you to know about your father and not have um just this distorted view of your heavenly father and that's kind of and also of yourself because that all goes together really um if you believe that your father in heaven is harsh, right? If you believe, if I believe that I'm going to have, I'm going to have to be perfect because if I'm not perfect, I'm going to get yelled at. I'm going to get withheld from, you know, what happens, uh, when, when we, you know, even, even in a day-to-day situation, like I think about certain people in my life, uh, when I was younger, like, I think there were moments when I felt exactly that way that I, like someone may have been harsh and I was like, wow, I need to be perfect because if I'm not perfect, things are going to be taken and I'm not, I'm not going to be given what I, what I desire. Or, I mean, there's a lot of things involved in that, but I think that's interesting to see the connection between humans, like in real life versus how we see the Lord. Yeah. It's funny that you say harsh because one of my favorite professors at Coker did a religion class and it was just very like fact-based. It wasn't you know, you, he's not telling you which religion to believe, but we went over each one. And then the final one was Christianity. And he said, Christianity is so different because theologically it is the only religion where you are not trying to appease an angry God. Right. And most things are like, you got to do X, Y, and Z to get to heaven. You got to do this. You have to have, um, I mean, I guess a clean slate, because if you look at some things about you know, Hey, if you don't ask for forgiveness, if you don't verbally say it, you know, you can't go to heaven or blah, blah, blah. I won't get into all that, but it's very true. Our father's not a harsh person looking to every time you mess up. All right, let's put a little check beside that. She did that. It's not, that's not how it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to forget that. Are you? That was when he said that I was like, mic drop. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm done. That's all I need to know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, I love that because really, I mean, if you think about all the religions in the world, Mm-hmm. Every other religion, I feel not only that, but you have to work and work and work to get any sort of, I mean, really it's that works mentality or, you know, honestly, if you look at other religions, I feel like it has to do with being the best. I mean, that perfection idea, um, as well as I need to make this, like, if I don't, there's no relationship. Like if you really look into the other religions that people believe, like, there's no connection. There's no love there. Right. I mean, really, if you actually study it, it just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of rules. Um, and people think that about Christianity, but if they really understood the father's heart, like that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing because I just got a notification on the computer. It said this meeting will end in 10 minutes. <laughs> At a time, I'm like, um, what? Hey, why? How is it? What? Anyway. I don't know. Oh my goodness. See, even this podcast, we're not perfect. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but I do want to say that, um, Jesus has made room for us to be messy. He's made room for us to not be perfect. And we need to make room for ourselves as well. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm a super, super introspective person. I'm very, uh, in tune with my emotions. I'm very in tune with other people's emotions and so I can pick up straight away like if someone else um, is dealing with perfectionism if someone else is dealing with control if someone else is whatever they're dealing with like I immediately just have a revelation of it because I've like almost like the Lord is is able to show me like the root of what's going on Mm -hmm. and I just think it's fascinating because I mean it's just it's, it's cool because I feel like the Lord is just uses all of us in different ways but it's interesting to see how this is part of who I am. Right. And, and I just think it's interesting because this idea of being perfect, right. And, and we know, we start to notice when we finally, when something gets revealed to us in, in revelation, we begin to notice it all over the place. Um, and I think that's, that's part of the importance of something being revealed because, you know, it talks about in the Bible, how, you know, people die by lack of knowledge because they don't have understanding, but when we have understanding, our whole world opens up for us really. Mm -hmm. And there is grace for our flaws. There's grace, um, for all of the messy places. And, you know, it says in second Corinthians 12, nine, it says, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. My power works best in weakness. And we have to come to a realization that we're never going to be perfect ever. And we may believe that we have to, but the truth is it's not going to happen. Yeah. which is really hard for me to hear, but I have accepted (laughs) that, but I've had a complex that was younger. I'm like, I want to be the best at this. I want to be the best at sports and it's exhausting. Or I want to be the best in my career. I still do it. I'm like, okay, well, I have this career. Oh, duh. Sorry. I want to do another career on top of that. I want to like be a boss lady. I I pride myself on being like a boss woman. You are boss. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. But I'm there at some point, the Lord's like, you don't have to keep doing it. Mm. walk away right now and it's fine I'm still gonna love you Mm -hmm. I mean I get mad I played softball and volleyball like for fun on the side here and I'm like I can remember a serve that I missed last season and I'm like that wasn't even that was okay and I'm like I'm still mad about it 
Wow. Yeah. I'm very, it's, it's bad, but you know what? The Lord says my grace is sufficient for you. My power works best in your weakness. And that's hard for me to hear. And I'm like, okay, you know, when I'm weak, you're strong. He might not be volleyball, even in work, even in my social life, my dating life, he works best when I'm give it over to him. When I'm weak, that's when like, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot be perfect. Let me let my guard down. He's like, no, I got you. We're good. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That is really good. I feel like also like that idea of how can we make this um, for our listeners, how can we give them good advice on how to really pay attention to where, where they feel that they are dealing with this perfection mindset or where they, where they feel like they're ashamed of their messiness. And so I kind of wanted to share this quick thought that, you know, for anybody out there, just pay attention to how you react in situations. Like, I, I just want you to take a day this week and how you react strongly in a situation and ask the Holy spirit, you know, what is a false belief that I believe in this situation or what is something that I believe that isn't, that isn't truth. And I, and I, I promise you, the Lord will reveal what it is that is going on in your heart. And, and, and because we sometimes don't notice these things until we ask, Mm -hmm. um, because often we just go on with life the way we've always been, but there's so much stuff that the Lord wants to renew and restore. Um, and it's only when we step into that, that we have an opportunity to do that with him, you know? So really just take stock and like, Hey, I just had a trigger from this. What Mm -hmm. is triggering that? Like why, who do I think I'm letting down really just self-reflect on that. And I think that's a great that's a great thing to do, Kara. It's really hard to be still and know. And sometimes my mom would just text me that, like, be still and know. I'm like, I cannot do that. I, can't I, know. Do I know I can't be still. Okay. It's, <laughs> I think that moment too is, you know, putting your value back, take it to the book. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking about mean girls, you put it in the book, honey. You write it down in the book, honey, the burn book. <laughs> but no, if you, just take it back. The Lord, you just have to know that you have a father that loves you regardless, unconditional, mm. which I can't even fathom that. Wow. I'm not that's scared so of man. I have a God that's better. That's above all of it. I ain't scared of nobody. I ain't scared of nobody. Hey, I wanted to say the Lord reminded me of this. Cause I, I, yesterday was one of those days that I was stressed about a lot of things. Lots of stuff was going on. And I was noticing, like, I had to get a paper done for my Bible school. I had to, uh, I had a ton of work to do. And I just felt like such a failure yesterday. I was really battling with this internal diet, like this internal dialogue of like that perfectionistic idea. And, you know, the Lord brought me actually to this verse in Luke 10, Luke 10 40. And I wanted to read it because I feel like there's, there's so much revelation in this. Um, this is actually uh, this, the story of Mary and Martha and um, good old Mary and Martha. Let me say, here we go. So, oh, yes, I love these people. They, <laughs> I'm going to read it. So here we go and <laughs> talk about it. Um, but Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guest. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? 
you should tell her to do all the work with, uh, with me. You should tell her to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? Pulled away by all of these many distractions. Mary has discovered the most important thing by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I will not take that privilege from her. And I just, honestly, yesterday, I felt such a revelation on this idea of when we look at the Lord and everything else, like all of our issues, all of our insecurities, um, as we, we stare at Jesus, right? I mean, I believe that all of these other things become non-important because through our relationship with the Lord, everything else starts to make sense. Things change when we, when we have such an emphasis on uh, paying, like having that intimacy with the Lord. And I felt like this was such a good reminder, you know, because there's so many things going on. We're always trying to be the best. We're always trying to do this and that. And, and we have to have an understanding that Jesus is just wanting to be with us. And yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. I know it doesn't sound simple, but when we're struggling with a million, all we have to do is we, we have to focus on Jesus because as we focus on Jesus, all these other things shift. And we, I noticed for me, I will try to fix everything. I'm a massive fixer. Like, I'll be like, let me fix this and that. And I need to make everything great. But it, in real, in, in, in the real, I can't talk in realization. There we go. The realization is that I can't fix everything. I can't be, I can't do this. And the only one who can, I need to spend time with him because he's the only one that can fix any of these problems or show me what's next or reveal truth or change someone's heart or do whatever it is that I'm worried about in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's out of that relationship that the overflow comes from. Right. And so we have to, you know, like Mary, we need to sit at the feet of Jesus and as we do, we just enter into this piece of like, we don't need to do all the things. We don't have to be a boss babe all the time. We can learn how to rest in his presence and learn how to, how to receive because we also need to receive because we can't just give, give, give all the time because we're just going to be pouring from an empty cup. Right. Yep. And so there has to be revelation of we, we aren't made to be perfect. We aren't made to give, give, give because there's nothing, there's nothing left. What are we going to do? You know? So we have to learn to focus. Kara, you're like the girl off main girls at the end when she's like, I wish I could bake a cake and have it filled with rainbows and butterflies. And <laughs> she's like crying at the end and they're like, she doesn't even go here. I don't know why I just felt this is the podcast today of all the main girl references. It's really hitting me hard. <laughs> I love I love that. Oh, Amen. Oh, God. But how, this is, this is a lot. Perfectionism is a tough. It's a tough topic because I do pride myself on, you know, I want to be the best and I, I do medical cells and that's, a, they really, you want to be the best. Right. And that's how <laughs> they push that on you, I guess, is more, I want to win the surgeon's approval. And it is a lot like of, you always have to be on, right? Because if someone doesn't like you, like that scrub tech, which I have, I work with great scrub techs and nurses, but if you piss someone off or do something, you're terrified that you're going to lose the cell. And then you're going to, you know, all of it's going to come crashing down. I'm like, no, I like have a relationship with you. I want to, it, it's just, it's hard. And we are, 
very competitive people, especially in mm-hmm. men too. They like ex-athletes, but it's all about being the best, right? You want to be the best. I want to have the best quota. I want to beat out the other competitors. It is a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the root of that, right? Like, where do you think when you say, I don't, I want to be the best. Why do you feel like we're going to have a therapy session, Katie? Why do you feel that you need to be the best? Like in your deep, like inside of you, why do you feel that? I like winning. I, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, that's the first, uh, the clip we're going to play. We start, I like winning. winning. (laughs) Okay. So I am very externally reward motivated. And Mm -hmm. I've used this in like every interview I've ever done. I like the trophy. I like the medal. I like my name on a billboard. This girl's the best. She's a winner. I like it. It keeps me going. I want to do more. If I'm not good at something, I don't want to do it. I don't want people to see me fail. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because growing up, my little brother, my mom was like, oh, he's opposite. If you just say, Hey bro, you did a great job. That's all he needs. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I need something. Mm -hmm. I want that. And I like it. I don't know but where that comes from. I don't know if it started. I know when I was little, I was in kindergarten and I came home because I cried because I wrote out or I drew outside the lines or colored outside the lines. And my wow. mom had like a meltdown. And then it's funny because my little brother, they called and they're like, he needs to learn how to color inside the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Very opposite kids, but it's, and I can't even tell you at what age that was four or five, why I did that. But it was ingrained in me and I've always been like that. I will say I'm getting better about being perfect. I am trying to recognize where there are some things. I'm like, okay, you can let your guard down Mm. and do better. But I don't know. It's, you know, it would probably take many therapy sessions to unpack that, Kara. And, you know, I am on the couch right now, kind of laying down so that, (laughs) but yeah, I I think that would be a good I think I'd be really good at therapy. Oh, you'd be so good. I totally could see myself like opening up to you. I would not. I know I wouldn't. And the Lord, that's okay. The Lord didn't give me that talent. No, I think you're also very sympathetic and like, yeah, you have strengths in that too. Like, you're not just sitting here like, um, oh, don't talk to me about anything and your feelings. Like, you're not like some kind of. No, I'm not cyborg. Robot. I'm also that I would be the person that's like I'm the hype girl. I'm like, oh, he did that to you. Oh, Dude, no, I'm the hype girl too. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, let's go find him right now, or I'm gonna DM him and him on Instagram. Like, I would totally, I would just want to. I'd be the little instigator. It's fine, but yeah, but yes. but yeah, it's. I think it's a good way to take stocks. That's the word of the night of why you feel a need to be perfect. So maybe you know ask yourself that question and kind of ponder on it. Let it marinate in your mind. Think about that. Yeah. I like, <laughs> wait, were we done? I'm no. Okay. It's so funny. The podcast talking about being perfect and I just hit the stop recording button. And then Kara's face is like, what have I done? Oh my gosh. Sorry. Continue. Continue. I'll edit this wait, out or something. What just happened? I don't even know. I, I clicked accidentally. I clicked the pause oh, button. Kara, I think I was going to click mute and I clicked stop. So we're good. <laughs> just keep on rolling, girl. This is okay. Hey, let's not be imperfect and being fine with it. The perfect example of us being imperfect. Um, but I do want to say to wrap this up really is that, yeah, take, take some initiative to 
to pay attention to something that you haven't done before. Pay attention to your heart. What's actually going on, you know? Um, and write, write, even write it down. Like if you feel massive, like a massive amount of emotions about something, write it down. Um, because there's, there's, there's healing the Lord. When, whenever we feel anything massively, I believe that the Lord wants to heal because he doesn't bring things up just for fun. You know, yeah. he's bring hard things or whatever is going on up just for no reason. There's, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to realize it. And, and yeah, like, I think the, the, the heart of perfectionism, there's, there's a lot in there, but I think it's this idea, this fear of failure, this fear of rejection, um, there's a lot involved, but I do believe that a lot of it has to do with false beliefs at, at the root of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you, it's not, it's not wrong to want to be good at things, but I think there, there comes a point where, um, if it's just, if it's in every area, there's like, you have to notice like, Hey, maybe there's something going on here that I'm not aware of. So I definitely want our listeners to really take notice of that in the next couple of weeks, like just write down what's going on and to really pay attention, ask the father, like, what, what are you teaching me here? Because he wants to have that intimacy. He wants to teach us what's going on. And so, yeah, I say all this to say, it's been a, it's been a wild couple of weeks, honestly, there's a lot that's coming up. And also there's also downfalls. Let me just say to being an emotional person like myself, there are really powerful and beautiful things because you're able to be vulnerable. You're able to um, connect with people on like deep, intimate levels. And you're also like, you, you're a safe person and that's really important. But mm-hmm. the downfalls of that are, well, there's a few, honestly. And that's something that the Lord has been bringing up for me is like, hey, there's some stuff here that um, I guess it, it needs to be realigned. And so there's, there's revelation in, in that. So yeah. I don't know, just take some initiative and to really pay attention, ask the father. And I believe that he's going to show you. I love it. Carol, that's so good. Mm. TV yeah, to be continued. Let's check yeah. back in and see how we're doing. We'll back and see, see what happens. <laughs> we'll circle back your homeworks too. Yeah, we should. Okay. We're going to start doing that. We're going to have to circle back and ask people like, did you do the homework? or not because we we want you we want you we want you to this is not just about this is not about us we want to connect with you guys and we want to be able to um to know that what we're saying is 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 in a in any way relating to you Mm -hmm. and so we want to hear from you guys so please we're so thankful again for for the um the fault not the follows what are they called the um the the ratings on apple and we're just, we're just, we, I, I saw we had a couple new ones. So thank you Ooh, for those. What? Oh my God. And yeah, we're just really thankful. Thank you for tuning in you guys. And, and we love you and we're thankful for you. We love you and you're non-perfectionist, non-perfect. I don't know. I lose track of <laughs> the words here. Okay. I've used the word perfect so many times in the last hour. We have talked a lot about that word. And you know what <laughs> keeps going through my mind? People can do hard things. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. The meme, have you seen that? Yes, I've seen it. So we can do it. But also have revelation. This is for all of us. Revelation that being perfect at everything is literally a trauma response. That's what that is. That doesn't marinate well with me. It doesn't, but it's true. And it's not a fun thing to realize, but it really, I mean, at 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 the core, we have to really, Katie, I want you to do some introspective this week. Introspection. We're going to both do 
I'm doing introspection of what I just said. I said, that doesn't marinate well with me. <laughs> let it marinate a little bit longer. <laughs> Let's let marinate a little bit longer and just sit on it. Let it simmer and then really just dive in there and let it just get in. Yes. Well, I want to pray for our listeners. Is that okay, Katie? Oh, yes, honey. If you feel led, do it, girl. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Amen. Ain't nothing to do it but to wait. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. <laughs> All right. That's another TikTok. I need to get off for the day. Oh my gosh. Cut me off. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for all these amazing people listening, Lord. And I thank you for Katie. I thank you for this time together. I just ask, Lord, that you would bring clarity and understanding. Um, and every person listening, Lord, I pray that you would reveal something new to them. Um, if they're battling with perfectionism, Lord, that you would reveal your heart towards them, Lord. Um, you would reveal just clarity in that and in what you want to do uh, to provide revelation for that, Lord, and where you want to heal and what you want to do, Lord. We just ask for clarity and we just thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Brother Ben. Love it. Kara, thank you. Katie, thank you. All right, guys. Love it. Um, we are, we, we just want to say thanks for listening. And if you guys have any like new ideas for us to, uh, for any new podcast ideas, let us know. We'd love to hear some from you. If you have any, uh, comments or yeah, anything you want to ask us, totally, totally drop it down in those ratings. We'd love to hear more. Love it. And this is, yeah, we're just pumped. We're excited to be here. We love talking about emotions. We love talking about inner healing and Jesus and and this is, this is what we're passionate about mm-hmm. and we're excited. So we love you guys. This was Spreed indeed. And I would say go make mistakes, but that sounds terrible to end the podcast about the Lord and go, <laughs> go, don't go and don't be afraid to make mistakes because God so loves you. Boom. Oh, bam. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.